Welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. As always, it's me, your host Yusuf, and I got a fun episode for you guys today. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. My guy Jordan, welcome back to the podcast, bro. What's up, what's up? Thanks for having me. I heard the listeners like me, so you know I had to come back. Oh, yeah, that they do, bro. They definitely do. I get a lot of good feedback about you, bro. That's what I like to hear. Helps everyone out in that sense. Yeah. So we were talking, and then the word on the street was that Kanye wanted to drop the same day as Drake. Mm-hmm. But then out of nowhere, Kanye dropped his album, Donda. So yeah. did you get a chance? Did you get a chance to give it a listen or a quick listen? Well, for me personally, I actually listened to the live uh, concert on Friday that he had. Was it Friday okay. or Thursday night? Thursday okay. at midnight. Um, and first, just to speak on that, like that was actually something I've never seen before. Really, true. I know he's had his few live concerts uh, here and there, right? Like he had t- the one in Atlanta or two in Atlanta and somewhere else. I'm not really sure, but the marketing behind that is amazing because, like, it's a live concert, right? And and then he's playing the – it's like a listening party, but he's turning a listening party into a concert, right? And I'm sure people have to pay for tickets. I don't know how people attend the show, but I'm sure he's making uh, a lot of money off of that. And shout-out to Kanye because Kanye is really good at marketing himself and having a rollout for his album. And this was probably a rollout like none other, right? Going around touring a listening party. No one has really ever done this. And I was listening to uh, the Joe Biden podcast, and he was saying how he related to like Hamilton with his plays, right? And going around doing the same show, maybe some changes here and there, but just touring and making money, right? As a play. And it's, it's amazing to see Kanye, we all know him as a... a a marketing genius um, through his fashion and his music and whatever else he, he takes on. And I, I, I was actually amazed by um, what he put together with the, with the listening party. And then with the album actually coming out today, which was a surprise at a left field, I, I didn't expect that to happen, but I got through like, uh, I would like to say 10 songs, but he just released, I don't know what he's doing because he put out, the Donda Project clean version, and then he put out a second version that has like a couple songs that are like part one, part two. So I haven't got through it yet, but it does sound like a pretty good album, in my opinion. Yeah, so far from what I've heard, I agree. Like it was a pretty good album. Yeah, but I just noticed that man, it was long. <laughs> like I saw <laughs> the runtime was like an hour and forty four minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. And then twenty seven songs, and then yeah, so- he did. He did. I'm hurt. I'm hearing in the streets. It's like the DJ Callum album, but it's on like Sunday school, like the gospel <laughs> DJ Khaled album. <laughs> That's what Twitter yeah. saying. And he's actually performing on it as opposed to DJ Khaled, who who's really just an A and R. But that's yeah. a conversation yeah. for another time. But yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty solid al- album. Um, I'm gonna need to sit on it a little bit more just to form like a better opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's way too premature to say like where it falls in his catalog or how it ranks in his catalog. But yeah, from first listen, what I've heard so far was pretty good. Had good production on it. Um, from the features he had, he utilized them pretty well. But yeah, 
like I don't know, twenty out of twenty-seven songs, twenty-four had features. That to me is a little bit excessive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kanye's gonna do whatever he wants, right? At the end of the day, so I feel like Kanye doesn't really care much of how much how the album is as a like as for consumers per se. Like at the end of the day, people are gonna listen regardless. People are gonna purchase the album regardless. And he already made his money off this album through doing his uh, Donda listening party show, right? So, like, that's why I wanted to go into to that. Like, the listening parties he did with Donda was, like, none other, right? And for people that had to pay tickets to go and listen to the different versions and different and got to attend different shows and say that they attended that Donda listening party in... Uh, Soldiers Field or in a Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, it's like, he already won from that. So whatever the product is on the album, I just feel like it doesn't hold much value. And like, if we're going to go into the Kendrick, um, well, the Baby Keem and Kendrick track that we just released, Family Ties, later if we talk about that, like there's a lot of t- to unwrap with this whole Kanye, Drake, and Kendrick and the whole top five artists in the game right now. So, like, I feel like Kanye is not really in that spectrum right now, but Kanye alone is going to make money and make a living for himself, and whether it's clothes or or music or whatever it may be, he's going to do well at it, Right. And yeah. beyond the fact of who he is as a person, like, well, we all know he's crazy, but he's a marketing genius at the end of the day. And kudos to him from the marketing aspect. I don't know anything about his personal life because that's just all media and how they paint him out as an individual can always be skewed. But I got to appreciate him for what he's able to do with innovation and the innovation of music and just doing something different. Right, because we saw it with Jay Z when he did the whole Samsung um, release of the album, right? Like, it now is Kanye with a listening party, right, and doing a live concert, which is crazy, which we've never seen before, right? So, that's that's all I'd say on that for Kanye's. Uh, yeah, I like the direction that you went. In. We can get into that the business side of it. His job as an artist is more than just making music; he has to sell records, right? So, yeah, this was definitely, I would say, the most unique rollout that we've ever seen. Because what he yeah. did was he turned it in, he turned it into a global listening experience. Like, he broadcasted those three album listening parties. People were buying tickets, so they were seeing it in person. And then the rest of the world was watching it from their phone, right? Yeah. So he literally turned it into a global listening experience. So the music is just a byproduct. Like it's not even really about the music. It was about the experience that he created. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think just off of that alone, like, yeah, I think, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of genius in that. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of stuff that you would see. Like you see Apple try to do it with their, with the way they launch their products. Right. Mm-hmm. They could easily just announce, go on their website and announce, okay, here's a new phone. But what, what they do is they have a stage mm-hmm. They have members of the media and their employees come and then they watch them unveil these new things, right? Yeah. And we've 
never seen that in music before to this degree. Mm-hmm. So the way he was able to do something like that, like, yeah, it's, it, it was honestly incredible. And the fact that he made $12 million, it shows that it shows that this is something that can make that can make money. Right. So right. I think you're going to see a lot of artists now. Find different ways. Mold. Yeah, find mm-hmm. different ways and follow this mold. Because mm-hmm. he just literally opened a whole new lane for himself and for the yeah. industry. Yeah, I agree. And I, I also think to like, I know, I know we don't want to spend too much time on Kanye, but to transition to him still kind of like picking at Drake in a way and like trying to release his album on the same day and releasing his address and stuff like that. Those little mind games he's playing with Drake, right? He's doing it for marketing purposes, for relevancy, because he knows and everyone knows that Drake is a top guy in the Mm -hmm. music game, right? So if you're trying to go head-to-head with the top guy in the game, right, that's still going to spread some... Even if it's bad publicity, it's still publicity at the end of the day, right? All publicity is good publicity at the end of the day, right? If someone's going to take a shot at LeBron, right, and they're not at LeBron's level, it's still going to make headlines, you know? That's true. So So it's the same thing with Kanye taking shots at Drake or talking to Drake or doing these little mind games with Drake, it keeps him relevant and it goes back to him as a marketer and as a rollout guy to just put the attention on him, right? Because if it's a Kanye versus Drake conversation, if everyone's saying who would win with Drake or Kanye in the verses, right? That keeps Kanye relevant, right? Because really and truly, Kanye shouldn't even be put with Drake in today's age. You know what I mean? Because Kanye isn't what Drake is right now, 100%. 100% Kanye was the guy, but now not really. We can see when he's making music, when he's rapping, he doesn't really have that, you know, that ability anymore to rap. But like as a producer, marketer, putting a project together, being a DJ Khaled as he was on this project, you see it, what he's, he's, he's capable of, of course. But he's not at that Drake level, but he finds a way to maintain that Drake level, you know? Yeah, he's like that athlete that, you know, he's on, he's at the tail end of his career. He has to find different ways now to try to keep up and compete with the younger guys, right? And yeah, he's him and Drake are not really from the same generation. Yeah. But the fact that he's had the longevity that he can kind of be in the same, I guess, world as Drake. So mm-hmm. he has to try to find a way to survive in that. Yeah, And I think that's why the album is also feature heavy. Because I always had this theory that if you notice any artist who was at the height of their career, they, didn't, yeah. they don't do many features. But then as you go later into their career and you start looking at their discography, you start noticing mm-hmm. they do a lot more features at the end. So right. I think that's where Kanye is at right now. But this is what he has to do to kind of maintain that relevancy and also show guys like, look, I can still compete with the best of them, right? Like, yeah. Because if you look at all the guys, that, all the people that are featured on his album, he's trying to go for that modern sound. Yeah, the top guys. He has Fabio, yeah. he has Little Baby, he has Baby Keem, Travis, you know? It's all yeah. the newer guys, the baby, yeah. all the new guys on it, yeah. And then he has like, yeah, he has Jay-Z on there too, but Jay-Z, that's like a legacy thing, you know? That's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, we're back together, we're cool again, right? So yeah. that's more for the culture, but the meat of it is all... The modern is all the modern mainstream acts now, yeah. so that's his way of trying to find a way to be able to compete against Drake, right? Yeah, yeah. And 
You know, he probably I don't think he's gonna sell as much as certified lover boy will. And no, I don't no think way. and I don't think his goal is to outsell Drake. I think it's just to show that look, I can still keep up with you. Like do your thing, but I'm still Kanye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, and now we can enter in Kendrick Lamar now, right? Like yeah. did you listen to the Kendrick Lamar song? Uh I Family Ties with Baby King? I didn't get a chance to hear it yet, but like from what I was reading on Twitter and stuff, apparently he had a fire verse. Yeah, he did. And now it's within the song, he's like, he's coming for the top five, or he says he's smoking on the top five, your top five <laughs> artists, right? And Joe, the Joe Budden podcast did a great breakdown of it, right? Just to decipher who he's aiming that top five label at, right? And I solely think it's not. Well, I got very convinced by, by Joe Budden to credit him, really and truly. But mm-hmm. you could think it's at coming at J. Cole, coming at uh, Kanye, or cutting at Lil Baby, or whoever. It's subjective, whoever someone's top five is, right? But really and truly, I think it's just solely coming for, for Drake. Now how Drake always likes to reference top five, top five, top five. He and Drake is the top of the game right now. And when's the last time you heard a a Drake and Kendrick song together. Hasn't been since Poetic Justice, years. no? Yeah, years. Yeah, since, yeah, Poetic Justice. That was, what, 2012, 2013? Yeah, I would like to say almost 10 years from now, right? And I feel like what Kendrick did with this Family Ties track, it was like another uh, control verse. Same thing, just coming at everyone, right? With the aim being the top guy, which is Drake, right? So it'll be interesting to, interesting to see... Kendrick's return, right, with CLB on the way, right? Like, I feel like Drake having the crown, right, it, it's heavy right now. Now you see that he has this Con- Kanye beef that's, like, not really beef, but Kanye's prolonging it, and Drake's just yeah. laughing in his car on, on Instagram and stuff like that. But then he has bigger things to worry about because Kendrick is, is right there and he's ready to rap, right? And who knows what Kendrick has been doing for this longest time. Right, and now he's building up his TDE um, group. Right, he has guys like Baby Keem coming up now. Right, so if Kendrick comes back with an album, right, and he's the only one that could really challenge Drake for for numbers, really and truly, can't not Kanye, not anyone else. It's gonna be Kendrick. Right, so it, it's gonna be very interesting to see how this uh, last quarter of music um, rounds up uh, CLB because. I mean, if that trailer was any indication, I imagine that it would. That was weird, though. What do you think about that, though? That approach. At first, I saw it. I thought it was kind of a troll. Yeah, same. Like, I thought it was just him kind of trolling to kind of drum up some hype. The thing that I feel like Drake is kind of dropping the ball right now, because looking at Kanye and the rollout he did for his album, right? Amazing. Right? There's a lot of attention and build up and hype for this album, Redonda. Even though it was long-awaited, he still did a rollout for it, and it was great. Drake, on the other side, is a guy that usually has a great rollout for his album. He usually has something that's coming up, or he has some news, or he has a radio show that he announces. He has OVO Sound Radio. He has something, and he puts out his project. And it's always a great rollout, and there's a lot of hype. This (laughs) album, not so much, right? He had the song with Dirk that was released last year. And the hype from that song, which is I'm assuming is going to be on the album, has really kind of died off. 
really yeah. truly. Like it, it wasn't really into the summer. But of course, Drake has been doing a lot of features here and there, a lot of Lucy's, but like none of it has really got the, the traction to like say, yo, I'm really excited. It's just like at this point, people are just like, fam, just drop the album. It's nothing yeah. other than, yo, just drop the album. Right. And of course, like people are going to listen to it because it's Drake at the end of the day. Right. But who knows if he's lost some fans just because of the people are fed up with the antics or whatever it may be. Because it's a very sensitive and fickle time where if you throw, up a, throw off a consumer in a little bit, like they may not, you know, be the same consumer. It is. And the music landscape is so competitive. Like I'm looking at these uh, Kendrick lyrics here. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I just pulled it up and I was just kind of like giving it a read through. And it's like, yeah, he, like honestly, yeah, the whole thing just sounds like he's taking shots at different artists. Like, I'm looking at certain lines. He's talking about overnight activists. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I got to actually listen to this now because I feel like this track just kind of just kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was just here, I just was reading, oh, this new Kendrick versus Kendrick verse. I just never got around to listening to it. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely sounds like he's taking shots at Drake for sure. Yeah, I'm reading through it like, like yeah. Before you get to, before you get to the father, you gotta holla at me first. That definitely sounds like Kanye, mm-hmm. because you know, father stretch my hands, and he actually name yeah. drops Kanye in the verse. Yeah, so, but the that, name drop of it, yeah, the name drop of Kanye is like he says. I don't know what he says like word for word, but he says Kanye is a new school Gemini, right? I guess he's saying Drake, don't compare me to Kanye. This. You might have fun with Kanye, but I'm an old school Gemini, right? Yeah. Referring to himself, and, and yeah. so for Drake, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same battle coming up against Kendrick. You know, yeah, I'm cool. not like yes, we have emotions, but this is a different emotion that you don't want to take on. Yeah, because I can see. Yeah, because I because I think Kendrick's really the only outside of Cole. I think Kendrick's really the only person that can challenge Drake lyrically and who actually has the charisma on a mic that he can go at him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he has, and he, and he's a lyricist <laughs> and he knows how to make good music. So yeah, Kendrick is definitely a threat to Drake. The thing with Drake, man, it's, it's such a strange time. Like it's actually, he's an interesting case study because he's still at the peak of his powers, but it seems on the outside, like there's some decline. Mm-hmm. Right. At the same time, you know that if he drops anything, it's gonna do well. But then it's like you're. It seems you're a little bit hesitant or gun shy to just release it. Yeah, and so you can I don't tell. Know if, I don't know if it's like maybe he's not as confident in his abilities as he once was. Like that, if he puts this album out and it does numbers, but it doesn't get the feedback that, like, let's just say his previous one got, that you you'll start to see that decline. And I think that's what he's a little bit insecure about. I don't know. What's your take? Yeah, I, I would have to. I wanted to agree with you because really and truly, it seems like he is hesitant. It was supposed to come out in January. COVID was still a thing. So he had COVID to fall back on. He had his injury to fall back on. So it's like, okay, fine. That's cool. Push it back. But for you to push it back all the way to September, and even um, he has a radio show. So uh, I think it's Night Owl Sound. On uh, yeah. XM forty four or something, it's an XM show that he has, right? And he came on the show and said the album's cooked, it's ready, he's ready to put it out. But that was like almost two weeks ago now. You know what I mean? So you can still see the hesitancy because he doesn't really have a rollout. 
really and truly. Like, if he goes to putting out the album Friday, what is he going to do from this upcoming week? Drop a single Wednesday or something? Or come on the radio show and say something? Really and truly? Like, and then, yes, Drake is still at the peak of his powers because the mainstream will still listen to it. The radio will still put it on the radio and it'll get plays, right? In clubs, on the radio, wherever. But the real rap heads and the real critics are the ones that really control the media scenes, right? Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that could say their takes and really flaw the narrative, right? Because if CLB comes out and it's underwhelming, people are going to talk. But regardless of the fact, people are going to talk, whether it's positive or negative. At the end of the day, it's still publicity and still Drake. Just puts a lot of pressure on him. If it underwhelms and then Kendrick's comes with a project or something, and then it just, it blows him out the water. And then it puts Drake back in the studio to compete. Because Drake's a competitor. At the end of the day, he's not going to just let someone outshine him, right? We see it with Little Baby, right? Little Baby's hot. He gets on a track of Little Baby and they're rapping together, right? So at the end of the day, they're always going to go back and forth. And Drake has a competitor in the rap game. That's going to always push him to want to do more and more and more, even though he's at the tail end of his career. And him putting out more music could lead to regression. And that's the thing with Kendrick is, like, he hadn't put out an album since 2017. So he's been, like, radio silent for four years. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of set himself up in a way where he kind of built up that anticipation for his audience or for people where it's like, now you want to hear from him. So the demand is there. So now mm-hmm. he can start doing guest features, right? And eventually roll out a single and put out his album. And then people will consume it in huge numbers because he's been gone for that long. And I think Drake tried to replicate that, but it's harder for him because he's not a low-key guy the way Kendrick is. Yeah, and the money, bro. Like, if people are yeah. paying Drake for features, he's not saying no. He might say He says no to a lot of people, but... If Drake has something to say and it's competitive nature, mm-hmm. then he's going to hop on a track with Trippy Red and then throw out some jabs to Kanye or whatever <laughs> it may be. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just how he is, right? Or, yeah. If he has something to say and people are sending him beats and they're always going to send Drake music because everyone wants that, that Drake uh, feature because it takes them to a next level now. It puts eyes on them in a global level, right? He's going to do it, right? We yeah. see Drake's... You're always going to hear Drake some way, somehow, through every season, right? Through features. He's always sitting on something or uh, someone always has a feature with Drake. Like, he has a Griselda feature that's going to be coming out, but who knows, right? But he's, all, he's very calculated and he always has something up his sleeve, right? So I'm surprised that he yeah. doesn't really have much up his sleeve going into the CLB album. I think the thing with Drake, too, and I think what makes him so great also hurts him in a time like now because he can't really do the whole Kendrick thing where he can just completely disappear. Like, you don't see from him, you don't hear from him, he just disappears, right? No, he can't. And he's become the face of this modern social media age, which is a good thing because that's what made him successful. That's what... Yeah, that's that's what what worked for him. That's what worked for him, that's what worked for his brand, that's what propelled him to heights that very few artists have ever reached, right? The fact that he was the face of the social media age. And then Kendrick doesn't really have that reputation, so he could just disappear. 
mm-hmm. right? And the fact that because Drake is that face, you always see him. Whether you see him sitting courtside at a basketball game, just cheering someone on, or you see him at an event, or you see him at his house working out, like you always see him doing something. Or you see him at the Dodgers game. Yeah, having dates, you know, what I mean? yeah. on the walk, yeah. vending out the whole stadium. <laughs> Facts, it's crazy. Like, do we hear stuff like that about with Kendrick? No. There becomes a certain level of fatigue, where mm-hmm. it's like you know what Drake's up to, so that mystery is not there, right? Yeah. You know what he's up to. You know where he's at. So it's just like, okay, we see everything you're doing, but we're not getting no music to match what you're doing. So we're seeing you everywhere, but we're not getting the music. But that's when he pop. But that's when he pops up with a feature. It's very smart, and he's calculated. It's like, yeah, you're not getting the project, but listen to Drake, Drake featuring Brent Fires, wasting time. You know what I mean? Banger hit. So it's like, oh, that'll hold me down for a bit. And then you know now, I mean? so, but now it's just a point where like people don't want the features; they just want the album now. Like sometimes I'll see on IG and Twitter, and people say like, "Oh, Drake's doing everything except dropping CLB." So it's like mm-hmm. the, the appetite is there, right? So you just kind of got to feed the streets, but. Yeah, like you said, he doesn't really have a structured rollout that he had in the past. Yeah. So, and yeah, I think that's making him a little bit hesitant or gun shy. Yeah, because it's a weird time right now with COVID. Like Canada, Toronto is not like everywhere else. It's run very, you know, in a way where they care about the people. So they're not just going to open up everything and be regular like how it is in America. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like that may be a, a, sh- a struggle in a sense too, even though we're seeing concerts coming up in the next couple of weeks or months and we're seeing events happening um, now, right? But it's still not the same, right? It's like, not. Drake knows that when he releases his music, he needs his city to be on 10. And his city is not going to be on 10, but just because all this COVID restrictions. And yes, he can have his private parties and his private listening parties and Ray Tay Tay, and then that doesn't have inclusivity, right? Well, it still needs to be the whole city feeling that same vibe. So we'll see, right? Friday is going to be here before you know it. Thursday at midnight. Uh, we'll see what the week has in store. Definitely, yeah. 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 Like, Drake has his foot on the neck of a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just the whole trailer that I saw in SportsCenter was a little bit strange to me because it's like, A, not many people watch SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it wasn't professional. It was kind of yeah, like gimmicky. It was a little bit. Who really watches Sports Center? That's a very strange way to announce an album. It's different. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to say? Not much. This was more of a music podcast today. So yeah, just to round up the music, that was a good podcast, a good conversation. Definitely, bro. When it comes to music, sports, business, like you're the guy, man. You bring a lot of great insights on that. So yeah, yeah, I stay informed as best as I can. How's it going with the uh, your sports betting podcast? Always one. Yeah, it's going. It's going very well so far. Uh, episode two was just released uh, last Tuesday, and we'll be recording uh, episode three tomorrow. So. Look out for episode three coming up this week. It is available on all streaming platforms now. Episode one was just solely on Spotify, but you can see episode two on different uh, streaming platforms. I think I'm still waiting for it to be posted on Apple, but everywhere else you could find it. Again, it's always one podcast. And it's starting off pretty well. Of course, some learning curves here and there, but 
Uh, we're getting the hang of it, getting some content flowing and going. And just look out for the football season. When the football season, basketball season, soccer season starts to get in um, full tilt, it'll get a very, very interesting. There'll be a lot of things to talk about. And I'm going to need you for when that uh, basketball season is starting up. We'll definitely love to have you on it. Oh, most definitely, bro. You know I'll be there, bro. When basketball season starts, you just you know you just let me know, and I'll be on there to give my takes, my input. Yeah, and love to hear it. Most definitely, bro. Would love to be on. Good, sounds good. All right, Jordan. Thank you for your time, and thank you for being on the podcast, bro. Always appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem at all. But take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to the Wire to Wire podcast. Be sure to share and subscribe. Appreciate the support. Until next time.